You are listening to the number one Toyota truck and SUV podcast, Toyota Trucks and Trails, with discussions from restorations to racing, interviews with folks from all areas of the Toyota community, product and event reviews, and much more. We are sure to offer something for you, so sit back and enjoy the show. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Toyota Trucks and Trails podcast, episode 14. I am your host, Jason Hoffman, and back on the show with me this time is the one, the only, the infamous, the always out wheeling, exploring, looking for a great time, Rich LaRusso. Thanks for coming back, Rich. Uh, thank you, uh, Mr. Lobster Boy, Jason <laughs> Hoffman. <laughs> I saw your sunburn picture, so I how to get it make sure i got it looks much worse than it feels actually uh it's been years since i've got sunburnt but uh it definitely happened yesterday yes well that's just proof you're having a good time out in the out in the summer i know you some some downtime is probably uh very welcome in your life right now it definitely was i i needed to just take a break from everything and and we did that went to the river and just hung out for a couple of days and uh got to splash around in stinky fish water but you know it uh for a country guy like me, it was a good time nonetheless. Yeah, whatever it takes, man. Got to, got to enjoy that that good weather while it's here. Absolutely. Well, seeing as how you weren't here the last time that that uh, I recorded, when it should have been us, what have you been up to? I know it's been a lot of uh, a lot of really cool and and exciting stuff. I keep you know alluding to the fact that you were you were out uh, chasing adventure. What all uh, What all have you been up to? Well, uh, let me see if I can start at the beginning. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, the uh, you know I'm a member of the International Four Wheel Drive Trainers Association that uh, Bill Burke and Chris Cole started uh, to you know, and the goal of the organization, of course, is to uh, promote you know uh, safe and you know well educated off roading and recovery practices, and and we have trainers. Uh, all over the world, and they train everyone from the military to, you know, the government, such as FBI and the Secret Service and things like that. And our organization, uh, you know, uh, is is a collective of, of these trainers uh, that are supposed to be the best of the best. And uh, last year I had uh, completed a, you know, uh, essentially we have a, a, a an event called Training for Certification, which implies uh, incorrectly to some people that, uh, you know, you pay a bunch of money, you go through training, and bam, you're a trainer. But it's actually an evaluation. So they look at what you know, they teach you a bunch of stuff, and then they test you on all of it. And so, you know, last year I had done this, and I had done very well, um, but I was put on probationary status because I don't have a lot of experience in training people. So over the last year, I uh, worked real hard uh, on you know, learning how to educate people and teach this stuff to people. And um, <clears throat> so this year when our, the next batch of tra- candidate trainers uh, was up, um, you know, they put me to the test in, in help, helping to train some of these people. And I passed and, uh, you know, in, in a very small ceremony was, you know, officially branded the I-4 WDTA certified trainer and, uh, and, and, you know, representing the organization. And uh, it, it really was an honor. It's something I worked really hard for. 
and um, you know there's there's very few of us in the world, uh, and, and that that isn't you know ego talking or anything like that, but so much as that you know these guys are good, and um, you know I certainly don't compare to you know someone like Bill Burke or Chris Cole or or Mike Morrison or any of these these really great trainers that are out in, uh, here in the United States, um, but rub shoulders with these guys and just learning so much and being able to go to these events, um, but. Uh, we had four candidates uh, aside, you know, aside from from my crap. Um, uh, now that I'm, you know, fully certified, I was involved, you know, with with these these can training these candidates and getting them, you know, up to par. And, and we actually failed three out of four of them. The the test was very difficult, and some people handle it better than others. Uh, you know, I've heard of it, it's a lot like boot camp, and and some people do break down crying. And, and it, it gets it gets intense at times, and it really pushes a person to their you know mental and physical limits uh, and emotional. Uh, I think for some people, so yeah, we had three out of four candidates. Uh, one came from Italy, one was out here from Colorado, uh, one from North Carolina, and another one from Florida. And uh, you know, in, in an effort to maintain standards, you know, um, you know uh, one passed and and. Uh, he, he was a great guy, and, and he got probationary state, status. So, um, you know, just to show this is a very, very great organization in, in that, you know, we want people out there training that are representing well and uh, getting the word out there on how to do this stuff that we do, uh, you know, safely and, you know, to set a good example. And, 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 uh, that was uh, quite an intense week. Um, for sure. You know, the first time I did it, it was certainly, you know, my, I remember my final exam. I think I still have nightmares. about it. <laughs> but uh, these these guys, uh, you know, we put them through the ringer and, and it was uh, up here in, in Orange County, New York at uh, Northeast Off-Road Adventures, which is a training facility uh, that one of our, our uh, fellow trainers has opened up here. Uh, so anyone in the New York area uh, looking for tra- training. You know, you can, you can check out that or contact me and I'll point you to the right people. Um, but that was week. That was the first week. Um, and and um, the second week was a well, it was I called it my vacation. But of course, I ended up uh, I, I, I don't spend my vacations probably like I should. You know, you, you think of a vacation, you think of somebody sitting on a beach and and uh, getting sunburn and, you know, but not me, no. Um, I'm, I'm glutton for punishment. So there's a an event uh, up in Maine, which is a navigational lands rally, or a land navigation rally, uh, I think is the best way to describe it. And a group called Northeast Overland puts this on, and essentially they plop you into the North Maine woods, which is a very remote section of Maine, uh, close to the Canadian border. Uh, you're three hours from cell service, you know, you need a sat phone. And if you get hurt, you need a helicopter, a plane, or a priest. Um, <laughs> uh, possibly, you know, all three. Uh, so it's it's very remote, uh, self-sufficient area. And uh, basically the event works. It's, it's spread out over five days. You get, uh, you know, every night we have a meeting and the staff gives you points on a map and you have to get from A to B. Um, you're organized into two truck teams. Uh, of course, a co-driver or navigator is, uh, some people would say, very important. I would say it's critical to have someone that has good map reading 
skills. Uh, electronic devices only give you half the story, and they're good for telling you where you are on a map, but we relied on map and compass quite a bit. Um, we were in, a, like I said, a, a two-truck team, and, and it was uh, my wife and I in my FJ Cruiser, and uh, my teammate was uh, Jared and Eric in a, uh, I think, a fourth-gen Forerunner. I, I get the generations of Forerunners messed up, so I'm sorry, Jared, if I if I messed it up. It, it, it's a fourth-gen. From, okay. from the pictures I've seen on Facebook, anyway, it's a fourth-gen. Yeah, yeah, and and he's got a we he's actually got my old diff housing in that and and with an e locker on it and he's got thirty fives on it and and that thing just well you know what it can do it's it's a great that that forerunner is one of my favorite forerunners in in, in the world and uh, of course you know it's all a work in progress and he's got big plans for it but the way it is now it's it's a great vehicle and um <clears throat> so we we navigated through these waypoints. We had really great teamwork and communication between the teams. Everybody got along. You know, we were just constantly smiling and laughing. And and these washboard roads up there are are uh, you know can get pretty beat up and uh, washed out, and they get potholes in them that'll eat a thirty five inch tire. And the dust. I don't. I have some of the videos posted on Facebook book the dust was just you can't even see it so you know you have to leave reverse lights on you need like an led reverse light some people call it a dust light um really good uh essential piece of gear i think um that you're going to see people just putting on their rigs more and more um for events such as this or you know even just around uh it's just a good idea to have some kind of bright rear-facing light in, in heavy dust conditions um, it, it, a couple of years ago, I had gone up there with a friend of mine who was uh, a serviceman uh, who'd been through tours in Iraq and Afghanistan, and he even remarked that the, he'd never seen any dust like the dust in Maine, which was, I found that to be interesting because this was a guy who'd seen some dust in his time. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but it is a fine, fine dust, and it gets in everything. You know, you, you hear of, like, phone cases and stuff being dust-resistant, and you think to yourself... What kind of dust am I ever going to be in where I need a dust-resistant phone case? And let me tell you, we found it. it. It's very fine. It's like a talcum powder kind of dust, and it gets in everything. Bushings that never squeaked will squeak again. And, and uh, you know, I uh, recently installed a ARB twin air compressor, which is I am absolutely thrilled with. And uh, I stopped in, at a local hardware store up there. We actually found the hardware store. And uh, bought a little blowgun, and I was blowing out my air filter every night. I mean, I have a snorkel, which, you know, the primary purpose of a snorkel is for dust control. And uh, being the second vehicle, I mean, I was just taking all the dust in the face. I was blowing out my cabin air filter because um, you got to have the windows up and the AC on just in that dust. You know, you, otherwise you, you just can't breathe. Right. <clears throat> it was in all our gear, any duffel bags we had, whether they were zipped closed or not had dust in them, you know, um, I, this time I got smart cause this is my third year doing this event and I found a, you know, Pelican case, uh, that's a footlocker size. I got a great deal on it. And I said, this would be great to bring my clothes in. And so my wife and I threw our clothes in this Pelican case and man, it worked great. It was the inside of that case was the only thing that didn't have dust, dust in it. <laughs> so, um, you know, we went up there with a, uh, you know, our loadout was, was uh, pretty modest. Uh, tools, uh, spare parts, 
it, you know, I just brought an axle, an inner tie rod, and an outer tie rod, tools, some extra nuts and bolts, and uh, a fridge. I have an ARB. I, I can't say ARB today. Apparently, that's that's difficult, three letters. But uh, I have a 50-quart fridge and basically a fridge full of food, five gallons of water in the jerry can, five gallons of gas. And uh, we went up there and, and we did this thing, and, and it was a heck of a lot of fun. And anybody who's interested in doing something like this, it's certainly worth traveling for. Northern Maine is amazing. The views we saw were amazing. It's it's a five-day event, so you really got to have it together. But <clears throat> these IFS Toyotas were bombing down these washboard roads at 45, 40, 45 miles an hour. And, they were, you know, my, my suspension was just laughing at it, and Jared's forerunner had you know, icons all around. Uh, and, you know, those icons handle this stuff pretty well. Um, so we were just running around up there. We ended up, uh, the very last landmark at the end of the event was this, you know, mountain where basically you get on top and you can see Canada, New Hampshire, Vermont, you know, and, and of course, Maine. Um, it was in northern New Hampshire, but it was right on the border. And, and, you, and you could just see everything from up there. And we ended up being the first ones up to the mountain and, and the, you know, the event isn't, you know, there's no places, it's no who finished first or, or whatever. Actually, to, to do well at the event, uh, finishing last would probably be better because, it, you know, you, you went and explored and you did stuff. But we, we had our own plan and we really wanted to, uh, you know, just run the suggested routes and, and uh, have a good time. And, and we did it. And, and uh with no carnage. The only carnage there was is my parking brakes on the way to the event decided to go. <laughs> and so the first day of the event, there's my FJ cruiser, you know, with a, with a jack under it, pulling a wheel off and everybody's looking at me like we didn't even hit the trails yet. And you're already fixing something. Um, and, uh, you know, I pulled one of my rear rotors off and, and there was just this rain of parts that came out nice. onto the ground and that was the parking brake shoes and all the hardware and everything just I, I guess on the washboard roads on the way to the event must have jostled something loose you know one of the one of those stupid clip things uh, you, you know what I'm talking about if, uh, maybe if you know the parking brakes on these things but they've got those little you know it's like break hardware pieces something must have bounced loose and it looked like godzilla chewed it all up and spit it out (laughs) when it came out um but i just pulled all the pieces out then i took the parking brake cable out and uh you know wound it up and zip tied it to the frame and i was on my way but uh yeah great time great way to unwind actually two days prior to the event we the wife and i uh and someone else that was going to the event on another team, uh, my buddy John Rodriguez, who's got a nice Tacoma on 37s, really, really one of the, probably my favorite Tacoma in the world. He had just gotten done with his frame swap about three days before the event. Or, or, or No, it wasn't three days before, but it was just before the event. They had finished his, his frame swap, and so he had to put his whole truck back together, basically. And uh, we met him up in Bar Harbor, Maine, and we went and ate some lobster and, you know, looked around Acadia National Park, had some fun up there. So it, it was an action-packed couple of weeks. And uh, I, as soon as I got home, you know, when you do a couple of weeks like that, you, you know, I'm sure, you, you know, you, you spend a lot of time on the road, Jason. You know, you get home and sometimes you wake up and 
you feel like you need to, you know, get dressed and get back in the truck and start driving. And, and honestly, it still hasn't worn off yet. I'm still feeling that. It's nice to be home, but it's funny how the body and, and the mind adapts to that uh, that kind of freedom. Yeah, I mean, I, I got up in the morning and I, you know, just just like everybody, uh, you know, you, you feel that, that need to, the, the call of nature. And, and I thought to myself, uh, where's the shovel? Oh, wait, I'm in my house now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just completely completely puts you in a different frame of mind well going back to your first week of of adventure to your your off-road training stuff fill fill the listeners in a little bit rich on what that means for you how other people have have uh uh applied uh those skills um and and that certificate that, that you acquired what what uh what is that um what opportunities, I guess, does that does that open for you as a as a certified off road trainer? That's that's a good question, and I'll you know to be honest, it's it's such a wide open thing that it's it's actually I'm going to say a bunch of stuff, and then there's going to be a bunch of stuff I didn't think of, um, which is my entire life actually. But um, uh, in reality, is once once you're certified as a trainer, um, of course you have obligations to the organization. So when you're needed, you know if they have a large event where they need to train a lot of people, they can call you out and and you know uh, as as assistance and okay, and, you know okay. Let some. let's stop right there. Um, when they need help training other people, is that training other people to do the same thing that you're doing? Or is that just training people how to to off-road? Both. Okay. Uh, so let's say the uh, Navy SEALs uh, have a bunch of, you know, have a, have a bunch of, you know, new, new recruits. And, or the U.S. Special Forces, they're another, they're another uh, group that uh, the organization has worked with in, in and any of these kind of organizations uh, has has a large class, and they'll just need assistant trainers. So they'll they'll call in trainers and and take care of that. Um, you know, uh, fire departments, law enforcement, government agencies are uh, some of the organizations that uh, the I four W T I four W D T A works with. But it's also just normal folks like you and me, you know who want to learn how to, you know, safely operate their vehicle. So we cover driving, uh, safely recover their vehicle. So we cover recovery, um, and tread lightly principles. A good deal of the I4 trainers are tread lightly tread trainers as well. So, uh, seeking one out and getting trained, um, you know, you're going to learn, you know, not only the basics of, of how to, uh, drive, but, but how to recover your vehicle and how to do it safely with, you know, how to do both of those things safely without, with, with minimal impact to the environment. Cause let's face it, there's always some impact when you're, you know, crawling a 5,000 pound vehicle through the woods. Okay. You're, there's some impact just by entering the, the land. Um, and, and, you know, we keep up on the environmental stuff as, as much as we can. It's pretty important, but where to go with it once you get certified is, you know, I could open a training business or I could go to work for a business that, you know, offers training, which there's a few around the, uh, around the country. Um, but you know, uh, 
for the most part, I, I got into this knowing I wanted to do something with it, but um, I don't have a formal business plan laid out. And you know, I'm not going to open up Rich's off-road training tomorrow. I certainly would want to uh, increase my skills a little bit before I tried something like that. Well, I, I I was just curious, and I'm sure maybe some of the listeners were as well. That uh, okay, Rich has got this certificate, but what exactly does that mean? That that was more that more of what I was was going after, and, and you definitely covered that. So. Yeah, yeah. And of course, you know, in terms of the podcast, I mean, I'm here if people ever want to ask questions. I mean, feel free to ask me and, you know, if you can close your credit card number with it, you know, that's that's good, too. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but but, you know, you cert- certainly lends uh, a, a pool of knowledge to our, our community, you know, and uh, what we can do with it. Um, maybe, you know, maybe I'll get offered a job. You never know. Well, that's that's cool. Uh, I'm really happy that uh that you got it all all taken care of and got your certificate and look forward to seeing uh to uh seeing where you go with it and what you how how you you personally go about applying it well thank you very much i <laughs> i wish i had uh, a clearer plan right now but i'm i'm just so it's just tough because it's like it kind of really hasn't hit me okay now i'm ready to go you know well you'll find a workaround around it or with it and and Find find a way to apply it productively. I'm sure. Uh, I don't know you real well, but we we've known each other for a while, and I'm I'm sure that you will find a way to put it to good use. Absolutely. Yeah, that's true. We've only known each other for 14 episodes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A little longer than that. We were talking before we started recording. But... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm teasing you. Oh. Anyway, so uh, the other event that, that you attended, I was going to ask whether that was kind of a competition sort of deal or not, and, and you, you sort of alluded to the fact that it wasn't. So, so is this just, uh, it's an organized event, you said, by, by who? By <clears throat> Northeast Overland, which is a group operating out of Maine, and they're just essentially uh, a club, um, sort of. Very, very loose kind of club, you know, there's no like membership dues and stuff like that. Just, 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 just a group of, of friends, I think, started it. And yep, they operate on a main. The event is called Moose on the Loose. Um, and <clears throat> a lot of people don't realize it, but the state of Maine, especially northern, northwestern, northern, western uh, Maine is, I'm going to say um, desolate, not desolate, but wilderness, it is out there, and you are off the grid, and you really have to have your vehicle and, you know, your tools and, and everything. You have to have it together. Uh, you have to have your camping set up together. Um, you know, going to an event like this is a great way to sort of get yourself into that overland feel. Uh, you know, that, that overland word is thrown around a lot, but if you're looking to do any long-distance journeying and, and stuff like that, I mean, sure, you could just throw a bunch of gear in the car and go. Uh, and you could do it in a Subaru if you want to. Of course, you know, when you apply it to 4x4s, you've got a whole bunch of, of other things to consider, you know. Um, so going to an event like this really helps you get your build the way, you know, dialed in the way you want. Because you, you learn what you need, what you use, what you don't use. And you have, are making this compromise between weight and the things you need. And uh, that part is probably something every year that I wrestle with. And I, I've done a, a, not only a bunch of events with these guys, but, you know, some other groups up here in the Northeast uh, where we've been off the grid. And it, it just seems like it's this lifelong thing. You're constantly juggling need versus 
want versus, you know, wait. And uh, that's probably the toughest thing. And, and we all know when we go out on the trail for a weekend, you want to be as light as possible. So you probably bring your tools and your spare parts and you and all of a sudden you feel the weight, you know, and now you're throwing in your food, your water, you know, and, and it just gets uh, it, it can get out of control quickly. And you see your engine power and your gas economy go out the window. <laughs> well, I'm sure. You attend a lot of events like this throughout the year, or, or at least a few, uh, definitely more than I, I get to. Um, it's something that I really want to try, but the learning curve for me at this point is going to be huge because I, I can read a road map. I mean, I drive for a living, for crying out loud, but trying to figure out how to do off-road navigation um, is proving to be a lot bigger challenge than I wish it would be. Well, it you know, these events, the, the co-drive you could say co-pilot or co-driver or navigator, you know, people apply different terms, but it, it, it is kind of all rolled into one um, because the, that person sitting in the passenger seat with you not only has to be good with the map and compass, the driver doesn't necessarily have to be. So, you know, as long as you get somebody to do that, or you're, you're following someone that has that, um, you, you know, you'll get by just fine. But I tried one year to navigate and drive at the same time. And it sucked. I was miserable the whole time. I was making bad, you know, wrong turns, bad decisions, <laughs> you know, um, and, and it just isn't as much fun. You really need two hands on the wheel, both eyes on the road. And when you're in dust where your visibility is about 10 feet and you're moving at 40 miles an hour, you, there's just no way you can take your, your eyes off the windshield, you know? So on a, a uh, event like this is it uh just a day-to-day point-to-point kind of an event i mean is the goal to get from where you're at in the morning to somewhere else in the afternoon or how does how does that part of it work uh you're you're correct you you start out in the morning at point a and you have to go to point b there's a you know you leave your campsite and you go to the next campsite so you know you've got to carry everything all your camping gear uh, events started in, you know, Northern Maine and ended up in New Hampshire. So they definitely covered about, uh, I think it was 360 miles and about three, I'm looking at the notes now, 310 of that was on, all was off road. Some of it was trail. Um, you know, uh, most of it was washboard dirt road. We ran a good deal of it in two wheel drive, but it was certainly off road driving. Um, you know, it was just higher speed, you know, there, there's not much rock crawling. And, and in fact, if you have a solid axle rig on 40 inch tires and stuff, you're going to kind of be miserable. Those, those washboard roads aren't kinds to builds, you know, to crawler kinds of builds, um, not just because of the speed, but just, you know, the way solid axles versus IFS handle right. bumps at high speed, you know. Um, but, uh, there was, you know, there was, uh, actually a bunch of Jeeps, more Jeeps than have ever been to this event, uh, were, were there this year and, and they did fine. And, and you, if you see a trail, this is the cool thing about this event. You're going, so you you have, they give you, a, the, you the, the two points you have to be at and they give you a suggested route. But if you see something you want to do, you can do it. You know, there's no reason why you can't take time and say, well, let's check out this trail. It looks real rocky and overgrown and washed out. You know, that's for me. And, and you can do that. Of course, you know, if you roll it with doing that, or you, you know, blow your diff, you have a big job ahead of you just getting back out. 
So you know, you have to pick your battles and be smart. Um, it's like I said, it's you know more of that overland or traveling kind of thing than it is a wheeling event. Oh, it it sounds like a really good time. I look forward in the future, the next year or so, getting <clears throat> pardon me, being able to get involved in things like that. It uh, from looking at the the or reading the stories that you guys have have posted on Facebook and that kind of stuff. I kind of kind of followed along and lived vicariously through y'all, but. Uh, I look forward to getting into it firsthand and learning as much as I can about it. One other thing that I wanted to ask you about, and, and some of the listeners may not be aware that that you even did this, but for me personally, how did your new uh, sleep setup work, your your on, enclosed awning and, and oh, that yeah. kind of stuff that, that you got set up? I'm really curious to, to, uh, to hear how that all worked for you. Well, yeah, that that actually, uh, I was sort of cutting my teeth on that one. Uh, the first week at the at the training event, um, I was in it myself. So I, it's an ARB 2000 awning, and they make what they call a four-wall room uh, that basically clips onto the awning. Um, it's not a four-wall room. It's a six-wall room. It's got a ceiling and a floor, and the floor is, is you know, waterproof, like tarp material. Um, the quality is there. It's an ARB product. I really never had too many issues with ARB uh, products in general. I don't want to sound like a fanboy, but the stuff is pretty well made. Um, the whole setup, I mean, costs about the quarter of what a rooftop tent costs. So if you're going to, if, if you don't mind not being able to move the vehicle after your setup, which is what you get out of a rooftop tent, unless you have a trailer, um, you know, it, it's a good alternative. When we were you know, uh, my wife and I, after we used it a little bit, we were able to set it up and tear it down relatively quickly. Um, we used a couple of cots, just, you know, simple old Cabela's cots, none, none of those fancy, you know, $400 backpacking cots, just the, the regular, I think I had the the uh, $50 model and she had the $60 model. <laughs> so uh, we were able to fit two two cots in there. So if you're about six feet tall, you'd, you'd be able to sleep comfortably. So, you know, there was no air mattresses or, or any, any stuff like that. The, the cots fit in there. Well, um, I personally can't remember the last time I owned, or if I ever owned a tent that, you know, I could stand up in and, uh, it was just nice to be able to open a door and walk into a room at night and sit down on the edge of your bed and kick your shoes off. So that was a pretty cool, um, you know, it was a pretty, pretty cool experience. And, uh, you know, I, I'll put, throw some pictures up on the podcast page because I don't think I've done that yet. Um, but um, I, I think it's, it's a, a good alternative to a rooftop tent, uh, especially if you've got a good, comfortable cot that you like sleeping in. It's, it's just nice to have that feeling of you're going into a room at night, you know, and, and if it starts pouring rain or something, you can always sit inside it comfortably. Sure. Well, I know when, pardon me, when you, you were posting pictures of it before that uh, it looked like a really cool setup. And I don't even have, at the moment, don't even have the awning to start with. But it's something I've always been, a, a similar setup to that is something that I've always been been interested in or the direction that I would like to go, rather. And uh, I was just kind of curious whether you were happy with how it worked and that kind of stuff. So it's good to hear that that uh, it worked out well for you and, and uh, I, I will. Uh, once I get other more important things out of the way or more critical things, rather, I'll be pursuing that a similar setup to that anyway. I would recommend that. And what, what's nice about the setup is 
you, I, I know you and I are like-minded in that. We love stuff that does more than one job because it's taking up less room and less weight than two things that do one job each, you know. So if you don't use the room, you've still got the awning to hang out under, you know, and you can just stretch that thing out and set up a couple of chairs and sit there and, you know, hang out and have your lunch or whatever. Um, so that there's, there's, you know, certainly uh, benefits to it for that purpose. Whereas with a rooftop tent, you know, you're really only stretching that thing out. And, of course, this thing weighs a fraction of what a rooftop tent weighs, you know. So there's, there's just... Uh, numerous advantages to the to the awning setup but the disadvantages are the setup and date tear down time if if i have to say a con which is cons are the thing most people are, are the only thing most people are interested in um you know the setup and tear down time is is longer than a rooftop tent you know um you've got to empty everything out of the room and then pack the room up and then roll the awning up and you know try and get it rolled up the same way that it came out right which is you know and uh, try to get everything into a stuff sack. So <clears throat> there's that. And, you know, for vehicles that don't have a roof rack or, or have a short, you know, uh, roof line, um, you know, that's certainly going to be going to be an issue. Well, I, I, I think I can make something like that work comfortably on my forerunner, but it, uh, it's a ways down the road. And I've, I'm happy with the setup that I have right now, but it would sure be nice to, to have an awning. But before the awning can happen, there needs to be a roof rack and, yeah, just it, it it is a never ending ending thing. So uh, yeah, I'll I'll get there eventually. I see people go to buy awnings and then they have to buy a two thousand dollar roof rack to hang it on. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I plan on building my own. I've got it drawn out what I want and and uh, kind of how to go about doing it. It's just a matter of uh, getting some material picked up and hitting up the club bender and going to work bending some tubing. But I. Uh, have just had too many other things on my plate to get busy with that as of yet, but it will happen. Yep. All righty. Well, do you have anything else to add about your, your adventures that you've been on? No, I think by now all our listeners are probably sick of hearing me talk and they want to hear about you for a little bit. Well, <laughs> considering <laughs> I have absolutely zero to, uh, to talk about, I'm, I'm getting closer to getting some parts ordered and, uh, that kind of stuff. I finally made a, f- a few decisions on, on, uh, a few different things anyway, but uh, going to start getting some parts ordered up here. And I was sitting down doing some figuring the other day, and, and one topic here is going to lead into another. But uh, with my work schedule the way it is, I have eight or ten days at home to uh, to get all the things done to my forerunner that I want to have done before Appalachian Roundup in September. So uh, I suppose I better get on the, get on the ball because... Uh, I definitely intend on on making that event, and I would really like to have my forerunner whoop back into shape. But, Rich, I want to take a minute. I, I know that almost the entire last episode was, was devoted to uh, Appalachian Roundup, but with Brett having made us a uh, a media sponsor of the event, let's let's take a few minutes and talk about that. Um, ha- have you dug into it at all or, or kind of checked it out? What What are you thinking about the event? Are we talking about Appalachian Toyota Roundup? We're, we're talking about Appalachian Toyota Roundup. We're going to have to edit that out, aren't we? <laughs> no, we're going to leave that in. Oh, boy. Um, <clears throat> actually, I uh, I believe I'm going. Well. I believe that a bunch of us Yankees are coming down into below the Mason-Dixon line to Tennessee to uh, check this event out and hang out. 
Well, that sounds fantastic. I, I, you know, you and I had talked a while back, and and uh, you said you were going to try to make it. So it it is really refreshing to uh, to hear a little bit more confirmation on that 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 you'll be there. That's cool. I I put in the vacation time, and then um, and, and you and I were talking about it, and then several friends of mine saying. Hey, we were thinking about going to this thing, and <laughs> so so we basically got a a convoy coming down to see you guys. Well, fantastic! I may or may not have registered yet, but <laughs> well, 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 I, I haven't either. So we'll, we'll we will get that took care of. But yeah, I, I, I look forward to having you. And, and you know, uh, uh, Brett is kind of wanting us to cover the event, you know, from the podcast side of things. So. Um, you know, besides the wheeling side of it for both of us and the the hanging out and meeting people, we uh, will hopefully be able to find some time to do a little podcasting and maybe some interviews. And our uh, our buddy Steve Springs is going to be there. I'm sure we can get him to sit down and talk for for a minute if uh, he's not tired of talking to me anyway. But uh, I think it's going to be a good time. And and knowing that you're going to be there is is uh, makes it uh, even that much more appealing. I, I look forward to it. Yeah, I really enjoyed the interview with Brett, and I'm not just saying that because uh, I work here. But um, <laughs> it was it was a great interview, and and uh, I know we we got some nice feedback about it, which we'll cover later in the show. But uh, I look forward to meeting him too, and and uh, see. I, I think I think it's going to be uh, sort of a uh, reunion of you know a lot of our current listeners, and uh, I don't want to say reunion, maybe a union of of you know, our current listeners and, and a bunch of old friends and, and everybody. So it sounds like it's going to be one heck of a party. Not to mention the host of the show. Since how we've yet. Oh yeah. That old guy. Yeah. <laughs> we, you may meet me in person and say, I can't believe I've been talking to this guy, you know, and acting like I like him all this time. I'm going to bail. I'm going I'm to spot you before I meet you. <laughs> like I don't even know you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Avoid me the whole weekend. I'll stand right behind you, like, "Where's Jason? Where's Jason?" <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, let's see here. What do we got going? Oh, we got a we've got an interview today with Shane Williams from TCT Magazine. Shane and Williams, I know that guy. I, I don't know how many of the the listeners are familiar with TCT Magazine. I'm sure a lot of them are, but uh, it was really nice to have Shane come on the show and kind of explain the origins of the magazine and and uh, that kind of stuff and i know they just a few days ago released the second issue for the year um i have not had time to sit down and kind of flip through it a little bit uh and when i say flip through it it's all on my phone but uh to go through it and see what's in there but i'm sure knowing tct that there are going to be some great articles in there and i really look forward to it but with no further ado We'll go ahead and run this interview. It's not not terribly long, but uh, Shane had some stuff that he wanted to get out there, and and we are glad that he he took some time to uh, to give us to be on the show. So, here is the interview. Okay, on the show with me today is Mr. Shane Williams from TCT Magazine. How are you doing today, Shane? I am doing wonderful. It's a gorgeous Colorado day. Fantastic. We, we were just talking about the weather before we started recording there, and it's, it's definitely hot where I'm at. It's a little warm here, but 
it's expected in the summertime. Summer's finally hit it, so we're ready to go do some exploring. That's, that's what I keep telling myself. It's summertime. Expect it to be hot. But uh, yeah, anyhow, right. we're not here to talk about the weather. We're here to talk about <laughs> TCT Magazine. So uh, let's let's get right into it, Shane. Um, where, what is TCT Magazine? Before we before we get anything else, maybe uh, maybe sure. some of the listeners listeners haven't uh, aren't familiar with the magazine. No, absolutely. So Toyota Cruisers and Trucks Magazine, and we are a free digital online magazine with printed copies available. Should anybody choose to purchase one. Magazine's also available in the iOS store for both iPad and iPhone. So we write about Toyota cruisers and trucks and Toyota Adventure and Adventure kind of at large. So that's that's kind of our main purpose is to spread the Toyota love around the world. Where did the idea for TCT Magazine come from? So that's actually a funny story being that uh, the 10th annual FJ Summit is coming up next month. So at the first annual FJ Summit in Uray, Colorado, my wife and I, Angie, my wife Angie and I, went down. We were just normal, everyday enthusiasts with an FJ Cruiser, and we went to this event, and we saw all of these, we had about 200 trucks that year, all of these amazing FJs that were built up and, and just had, you know, they were really set up to, to get out and explore. And, on, and we didn't have any modifications at all. We didn't even have a lift kit. So on the way home, she says, wow, it would be neat if we did a couple of modifications to our FJ. And I said, yeah, yeah, it would be neat. She said, if you make it, a, if you can figure out a way to make it a tax write-off, then, you know, we can start doing some stuff to the truck. So that stood for a month or two. And on the FJ Cruiser forums that I was very active in, somebody posted a fake FJ Cruiser magazine cover that they made just a picture with their truck. And that really got my idea kind of flowing and next thing you know fjc magazine which is our, our initial publication uh started in january of 2008 with our first issue so that's really where the idea for the magazine came from and so from 2008 to 2013 we published fjc magazine which was pretty much dedicated toward fj cruisers and then in 2011 we started publishing tacoma magazine for toyota for tacoma trucks and I had some buddies that had Tacomas, and, and we kind of went that way. So then in 2013, when they finally announced that the FJ Cruiser would no longer be produced for North America, I chatted with my friends and, and found some additional editors. And starting in 2014, we rebranded to cover all Toyota and Lexus 4x4s, and, and that came out as Toyota Cruisers and Trucks magazine. So uh, that's kind of the short history. So we've been doing this since 2008. We've been doing all Toyotas since 2014. Very interesting. And it has been an online publication for the most part from the very beginning. Is that correct? That's correct. So we've always given it away as a digital PDF. So you can go download every issue of the magazine that we've ever published right now. And the website is tctmagazine.net. Or if you want the short URL, you just do tctmag.us. Either of those go to the same place. So every avail every issue is available. And then after we publish each issue, we make our, all the articles from each issue available online for just online viewing. And then, as I mentioned, there's an iOS app and a Android app, and that goes back to our 2014 issues. I'm sorry, not Android. iOS, uh, iPhone, and, and iPad. We're working on Android still. 
So that goes back to 2014. And then, of course, if anybody wants, they can choose to buy a printed copy. We partner with a company called MagCloud for print-on-demand. So they're a little pricey because when you place your order, it's printed and then sent to you. So it's $20 per issue. Um, but it's uh, as a free download, that's how most of our readers enjoy it. So that That's how, how I enjoy it. And uh, you guys do... Uh, you, you mentioned it earlier, but you guys do way more than just uh, articles about trucks and, and that kind of stuff. I know uh, one that, that comes to mind just sitting here thinking about it. You guys had a really interesting article about sleeping bags in a past episode. And uh, I never thought that reading an article about sleeping bags could be as interesting as that article was. But I came came away from it with a lot of information that I, I did not expect. So uh not only do you, do you have articles that are not necessarily truck related, but they're very well written and, and very readable. Well, yeah, we really appreciate that. So, um, so I'm the publisher. I do all of the kind of the technical bits to get the information out there, and I still write articles on occasion. I have an editing team, <clears throat> excuse me, an editorial team, starting with our editor in chief, who's Bo Johnston, and he also runs LivingOverland.com. So he kind of came from the blogger side. And he's our editor-in-chief. So all of the amazing articles really are his doing, along with our other editors. Uh, we have three senior editors, and their names are Philip Jones, Dennis Lloyd, and Bob Holliday. And so they all kind of specialize. Um, Dennis is an FJ Cruiser driver. Philip is a forerunner driver, and Bob is a Tacoma driver. And, of course, now I drive my current vehicle is a 2015 Tundra, our TCT Explorer that we built last year. And prior to that, we've had Forerunners and a Lexus GX and two different FJ Cruisers, so in my family. So, and then we have additional contributors, and, and I think the Sleeping Bag article is one of our contributors that's an outdoor enthusiast. Um, we usually try to find uh, Toyota drivers for those types of articles, but occasionally we'll, we'll have a real nice article for somebody that, that doesn't necessarily drive a Toyota. And again, our idea is to cover the entire breadth of, of adventure that you can do with your Toyota vehicle, everything from car camping up to, you know, the hardcore wheeling, the rock therapy event, those types of things. And of course, we cover all the events, as many events as we possibly can. We can't, we can't cover all of them with just five of us, but we cover as many of the big events as we can. Absolutely. I know, uh, like I said, I, I read as, I don't have a lot of time to read, but, uh, your your magazine is one of my my go to go to things, and uh, there's always always something there that's that's uh, worth opening the app to check out. And that's always been really important to me. Uh, and and Angie helped me form the magazine initially, is to provide more than just here's how you install a lift kit. Great, all the lift kits come with instructions. We don't necessarily need a how to, but the long term reviews on different products, the um, comparisons. We've always done, really tried to do really well on comparison, comparing this bumper to that bumper to that bumper or this lift system to that lift system. But then taking that, that step further and covering great adventures, whether it's a, a weekend wheeling with a club or a epic overland adventure, you know, we, we end up with three, four or five part articles where guys are, are doing just these really long, really cool overland tours. And we try to cover, so really we try to cover the entire gamut and not just focus on one specific area. There's so much you can do with your Toyota trucks. It's, uh, it's hard to focus on one, just, just one thing. 
Absolutely. We, we run into that with, uh, with the podcast here, trying to, uh, not, uh, lock ourselves into, to a cage, so to speak of just one, one specific thing. We're trying to keep it as, as broad and open as, as possible and, and, uh, keep it on topic with Toyotas. But, um, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, Shane, what are what are some of your goals for the for the future of, of TCT as far as growth or or where, where do you where do you want the the magazine to go over time? That's actually a really good question. Uh, we've done a little bit of restructuring in the last year. We tried for our first two years as TCT, we tried to do five issues, and what we learned is that that really just did that was that was too much for our team. Everybody's part time. None of us do this full time. We do it as, as a passion. And so we, starting this year, we went back to the four issues, but we shifted so that we don't publish it. We used to publish a January issue. Well, now that issue is called the winter issue. And so we've kind of shifted everything. So, for example, our spring issue is going to publish within the next week, and it's kind of toward the end of the season. But what that allows us to do is it allows us to cover, we'll be one of the first magazines to have a full article on the Overland Expo that just happened two weeks ago. And so by publishing at the end of the season, uh, we can kind of shift that content. And so beyond that, I, I really want to expand our video presence. We have a YouTube channel, and we've been somewhat successful in producing, I think, useful and informative videos, again, covering a variety of things, comparisons, installs, overviews, and then event coverage. We've done all that on our YouTube channel over the years. And so I'd really like to expand that quite a, quite a bit if possible. And really take the, take it from not just a magazine to a full Toyota Cruisers and Trucks media covering video and the magazine and the website and blogs. Of course, we always want to try to get to as many events as we can. And we're always recruiting for contributors. So if any of your listeners are interested in possibly becoming a contributor for the magazine, the cool part about it is you don't have to be a journalist. You don't have to be a professional writer. We have a great team to help kind of guide new contributors into uh, into creating great content because I know your listeners and our readers, you know, they're all everybody's out doing amazing things with their trucks, and, and we would like to hear those stories. So, so yeah, we just want to keep expanding and and kind of follow where our customers and our readers take us. Absolutely, just uh, to to keep things going here, what. Uh what are some of the th- can you highlight some of the things in in the upcoming issue that that you said was going to going to be releasing here in the next week or so? Yeah, absolutely. So, kind of the lead article, a couple of lead articles. Uh, Bo was fortunate enough to travel down to New Zealand a couple of months ago and drove the Toyota Fortuner, which is kind of like their version of a Forerunner, but it's a little little bulkier, a little uh, a little more stout than a Forerunner here. And so he did a about two-week road trip all around the North Island of New Zealand. And so that's going to be our cover our coverage, cover article for this issue. And, of course, we have full Overland Expo coverage. We had, oh, three editors on site in addition to myself at Overland Expo, so a lot of great coverage there. And, again, that's not all Toyota-specific coverage. We kind of cover the full gamut of Overland travel. And then my article for this issue is we tested out a truck tent in the back of the tundra from Napier Outdoors. And so we put that together just as a test, and then Bo did an SUV version to see if, if 
those types of tents would be a good replacement for a ground tent before you, you know, before you go to the full rooftop tent or the full off-road trailer. So those are just three of the articles we have. We have a, a lot of great trips. There's a couple of install articles um, and some reviews. There's an article on, we're starting to do a little bit of the RC trucks. Some of the RC trucks that are coming out now that are, are modeled after Toyota trucks. So there's one of those articles as well. So again, just kind of the entire gamut. But yeah, some really great stuff in this issue. And we already have content planned out for the rest of the year. We'll be at plenty more events. We're doing, of course, we're always at the FJ Summit. We have a big presence there. We'll have two or three editors on site at FJ Summit. And then, and then honestly, Bo always has everything so lined up so well that it, it's kind of fun for me when I get to the publishing part of each issue is going through all the articles that, it, that I, you know, in the old days, I wrote about 80% of the articles, and now I write about one article per issue. And so it's really great to be able to, to kind of spread that out and, and get so many different viewpoints. Well, having, having Bo Johnston on board has, uh, not that there's not other capable people out there, but uh, the guy that gets to do some really interesting stuff and, and I'm sure uh, can contribute in a huge way just in that aspect. I haven't, uh, haven't kept up with him as much over the past year or so as what I used to, but uh, I, I know he does some really, really interesting things. Yeah, I almost forgot about one of the, the real highlights of this issue. Bo was invited to go down to Las Vegas to hang out with B.J. Baldwin when they announced that he was joining as the uh, when he um, unveiled his trophy truck, his Tundra trophy truck for the off-road racing scene. So you're so you'll probably see quite a bit more off-road racing articles in our magazine in the future as we're building those relationships with Toyota and with the likes of Kangaroo Racing. Kurt Williams and his crew that raced the Land Cruiser. So we really want to try to keep up with them a little bit more and, and get a little bit more in-depth coverage. Very, very interesting. Again, I don't, I, I'm not trying to make this interview about my podcast, but we're, we're trying to do the same thing here in that I live on the East Coast and, and off-road racing is by no means in my backyard. So I'm uh, kind of on a mission to to build some of those relationships myself. And, and if it wasn't for your magazine, um, I may have completely missed the uh, B.J. Baldwin news because your your magazine or posts on, on your social media is where, wow. I, uh, where I came across that information at. So. Oh, good, good. Well, yeah, and, and, and I've got to tell you, I'm real excited about what you're doing with the podcast for you. I've been a podcast listener for well over 15 years, and the whole time that I've been doing the magazine, I always kind of thought, we need to do a podcast or a video show or, or something along those lines Toyota, dedicated to Toyotas. And, of course, and we had talked in the past. I, I just quite literally don't have the time to do any more than I am already doing. And so it's really great to see other enthusiasts kind of kind of picking up the baton and and uh, following your passion and producing. And it's a great show. I listen to pretty much every episode. You guys really do a great job and, and just help spread that Toyota love there. Everybody knows the the most amazing vehicles. Jeep owners will never admit that to you, but they know. They know just as well as we do that that if you want to explore, this is the best platform to start from. So, absolutely. Well, I, I, in that uh, in that area of topic, uh, Shane, feel feel more than welcome to reach out to us anytime. You know, if you if you guys have got news that uh, that we're missing out on, and and you want to get out there or or anything of that sort, don't hesitate to reach out to us and we'll, uh, we'll make sure to get you on. We, uh, 
we only do an episode every two weeks, so uh, kind of when we got around to the the uh, B.J. Baldwin news, it was a couple of weeks old by the time we got it out. I felt bad about that, but it's just the way our, our schedule works, and uh, I know the, the listeners keep telling us that they want more episodes, but um, I'm with you. I just uh, I am pretty much tapped out for time as it is. So right, absolutely. You folks are, are more than welcome to uh, to be a part of the show anytime you anytime you want to. I'll definitely let Bo know and and let the other editors know that uh, if they have something hot and exciting that they want to talk about, that we'll get in touch with you and and again just spread that Toyota love as far and wide as we can. So always a great opportunity to chat about what we're doing, chat about what you're doing, and and just share that information. So. Sure. Well, I I discovered your your magazine. It's been I guess year and a half, two years ago. Not not terribly long ago. Uh, I heard a, an interview with Bo on another podcast, and that's where I I come across it at. And uh, I don't know you know how much attention that we can can bring to uh, to the magazine through the show, but I find it very interesting. And, and like I said, there's uh, every time I open the app, there's there is uh, an article worth worth checking out and and reading. And I just wanted to to uh, bring that to our listeners and and. For the ones that that uh, don't know it's there, to maybe uh, get some more people to to uh, check you all out. Yeah, absolutely. We're always excited to have more readers sign on, and and you can subscribe for free. All you do is you enter your email address, and and we'll email you when a new issue comes out. That's pretty much the only time we ever email anybody. And of course, we're always all over social media: Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, or Facebook, of course. And then, again, the main website is tctmagazine.net. And if you look up, if you do a Google search for a Toyota magazine, we're usually the first or second result. So, uh, And it's pretty clear when you find our magazine that you've landed in the right place. So, Absolutely. Well, Shane, is there anything else about the magazine that you, w- you would like to talk about quick or, or any other information that you would like to, uh, to get out there? Well, I think uh, I think we've covered all the basics. I just want to I'll say one more time, anybody that's listening, if you are interested in becoming a contributor, we want to we want to hear your stories and give you the opportunity to publish. We act, we actually pay our contributors not a lot, but a little bit for their time. So, um so yeah, we want to hear your stories and and hear your pitches for ideas and and we're always happy to share as much Toyota knowledge as we can. We certainly try to be experts as much as we can, but we know that we don't know everything. So um, there are plenty of people out there that, that know a lot more than we do and that have done amazing adventures, and, and we just would love to share that with the world. So uh, you can get in touch just right there on the website. There's a, a get in touch or contact us and, and submit your story ideas, and that will go through our system, and we'll get back with you. So, Well, that's fantastic. Hopefully uh, hopefully there's a few listeners out there that are, uh, are up to the task of doing that. I I would love to do it myself, um, but one, I don't know how interesting any of my stories are. Two, I don't know when I would find time to write anything. So uh, it really, really comes down to balancing the time to do all the things you want to do. Sure, sure, absolutely. Well, Shane, if if that's everything, um, we we really appreciate you taking a few minutes, and I don't want to tie you up any any longer than I have to. But like I said, I I really enjoy the magazine myself, and uh, I just kind of want to do. Uh, to get you on and get the, get the word out there in, in any way that we can. Absolutely, Jason. Thank you so much for having me on, and 
we'll look forward to our, our team working with your team in the future to to spread the information as much as we can. Really appreciate you having me on. All right. Fantastic. Thanks, Shane. Thank you. Okay. Uh, again, want to say thanks to Shane for, for giving us a few minutes to come on the show and, and, uh, hope, uh, if you guys aren't familiar with TCT that, that you take a minute to, uh, to check it out. I know, uh, I go through it every, every chance I get, or, you know, every time they release something new, what about you, Rich? I, <clears throat> I enjoyed, uh, TCT magazine. I've been reading it for, for about, uh, I think a year or two now I, I believe when it first came out i started checking it out and i've i've kept up on it pretty well i uh this last episode had a really cool review on the the dometic fridges which are becoming uh pretty popular or dometic or i don't know if i'm pronouncing that right but uh I, I, that's close enough right i i think you're getting uh, it pretty close yeah yeah and and i just uh i enjoy that you know he's doing these gear reviews and stuff because uh i'm a gear junkie so the these things are great. And if, if you haven't checked out TCT magazine, uh, you know, it's definitely a part of the Toyota community. Uh, TCT stands for Toyota cruisers and trucks. And so, uh, you know, he, he's, you know, Shane is, is onto a cool thing here and, uh, you're definitely going to, uh, find, find some good stuff to, uh, you know, look at, uh, in between our podcasts. Sure. You know? Yeah. I was, I was just going to say they, they, uh, if you enjoy the podcast, they they do a lot of things that I want to grow the podcast into, as far as as gear reviews and that kind of stuff. Um, you know, you can listen to us and read from them, but it's a lot of uh, very similar format, yeah, or what you know, I hope any, to be. Any sponsors or potential sponsors are out there? If if you would like for Jason to uh, do a gear review, by all means, send him free gear. Oh, absolutely. He needs, I, he I, needs to uh, do this kind of thing. I, I will happily do it. <laughs> anyway uh what's next on the list of things to do here rich um let's see the spotlight right uh well let's do uh listener feedback first oh listener feedback i love this part this is my favorite part of the show and we actually got a bunch this week we went from none this week or last last episode to um a an abundance this time i can't help but think a lot of it had to do with uh with the interview that we had last week, so, uh, but yes, we we got a bunch. Where where do we start here? Oh, let's see. Okay, um, one question that keeps coming up, and and I'll address this is uh, people have been really. <laughs> you guys are are awesome because you've been helping us out uh, with our uh, you know generate a little revenue with our Amazon ad on the uh, front of the Toyota Trucks and Trails podcast website our our big our big brick and mortar website <laughs> um, uh, so if you want to use the Amazon link from the the home page uh, and you have an ad blocker on you're going to want to disable your ad blocker it's gonna it's gonna hide our little ad and and uh, our pets will starve to death so you certainly want to make either make an exception for the Toyota trucks and trails podcast website or uh, shut it off when you when you visit whichever whichever option you find easier. But uh, we appreciate the people that have written in and asked you know about doing that. Uh, that's really cool of you. Uh, again, you know this is 
all funded out of Jason and, and myself's, you know, we, we, we do this out of our, our, our hard earned bread cause we love doing it. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, the fact that people want to help is just, I, that's pretty cool. Right. So, um, you know, that's how you go about it. Definitely hit up that Amazon ad on the uh, front of our, our website. And, uh, it, you know, just if you're going to go buy something from Amazon, just stop by our site first, click it and then, uh, go shop and uh we get i believe uh what is it a quarter of a penny for <laughs> something like that something like that but everybody every little bit helps every little bit helps and thank you folks for doing for for you know those of you that are asking about it you know thanks thanks for taking the time to 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 do that for us we really appreciate it absolutely yeah um like rich said if it when, when you shop on amazon just Please go through our website, click on the link, and shop as usual. Uh, takes no more, no more than that. Our buddy Dan sent us. He is utilizing the uh, the comment section on the website. Dan, Dan, uh, Ikapupu. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, now you only got a couple of months to to learn his last name because he even said that in his feedback. I'm trying to find it here that that we only have limited time to. Uh, well, yeah, but I'm mispronouncing it on purpose. On purpose? Okay. All right. And understand, Dan, we are just messing I, with you. I know he's laughing, so we're, we're good. You are you are one of our favorite favorite listeners, So, uh, and always good with feedback. But uh, anyhow, I'm trying to find the most recent one. We kind of messaged back and forth a little bit. Dan picked up a first-gen 4Runner that uh, he is looking to do a motor, or, yeah, motor swap in and... Uh, asked my opinion about it not that uh my opinion carries a lot of weight but yes it does um it uh i know he posted posted some pictures of it on his his page dan you could have shared those on our podcast facebook page i'm sure other people would like to see him as well yeah geez uh, dan come on share the pictures really but uh it's a really good looking first end forerunner i look forward to seeing seeing what he does with it and uh I feel like a smut because I'm not able to find the actual message, but uh, it's an '89 Forerunner, and it is very, very red. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. That's not the one I was talking about, though. He sent one oh. talking about coming to uh, coming to ATR or Appalachian Toyota Roundup. And Dan, I, I, I honestly, I look forward to meeting you there and and uh, hanging out a little bit and proving to you that I've been watching the video that you posted of how to pronounce your last name and that I believe I have it down, but I'm not going to embarrass myself on the show. If I embarrass myself, it's going to be in front of you. So, uh, but yes, we, we look forward to seeing you up there and, and, uh, can't wait to see what you, uh, what engine you decide to put in that little gem of a forerunner that you picked up. I I'm voting four, seven out of a Tundra that that would be a, it's getting to be a really popular swap in, in some of the early mini trucks and forerunners and uh, guys are kind of getting it down to a science and i think it's really cool to have a v8 in that smaller truck but your choice buddy wow i wonder if that would uh, fit in my fj cruiser i'm sure it would anything will fit anywhere with enough well yeah with, determination with a plasma cutter and some welding skills <laughs> sure absolutely <laughs> All righty, more feedback. Uh, Dirt Dauber uh, uh, also sent us a message um, on the uh, website. 
great podcast. Just finished listening through the archives up to the current one. Keep up the good work, guys. Well, appreciate you listening, Dirt Dauber. Um, I have uh, kind of conversed back and forth with, with Dirt Dauber over the last, oh, it's been a long time, six, seven years probably, maybe a little bit more than that on, on Yoda Tech that I have mentioned on the show before. He and I uh, have actually met in person one time. We uh, kind of... I bought a, a mini truck from a, a, a mutual friend of ours, and we all kind of met up and exchanged parts with each other and had our own little mini parts part swap in a Walmart parking lot in Arkansas one day several years ago. So, uh, But we appreciate you listening, Dirt Dauber. Thank you, and, and uh, hope you continue to, uh, to check out the show. Let's see. Rich, you want to take uh, some of the Facebook stuff? Sure. Are you on Let's... Facebook? Um, I, I, I am now. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see will seeley checked in again thanks will and uh, he's got some uh parts discussions about the spc arms and mr anderson thanks for the positive feedback we we can't forget you, you pronounced her last name mcgee so that's how I'm going to pronounce it. And Heather, if that's not right, point your finger at Rich because he's the one that told me how to pronounce it. <laughs> Heather wrote in and uh, informed us that uh, she wants to hear us quit referring to uh, anytime we talk about drivers as guys. And Heather, I sincerely from the bottom of my heart apologize. We, we don't mean to exclude women. We are very happen, happy that there are women in the Toyota community and uh, glad that you took the time to uh, to point that out to us. Um, I, I, I'm not going to speak for Rich because he's kind of a rogue guy and kind of does his own thing. But um, for myself, I, I will try to do a much better job of, of how I word things and uh, keep you all included because the last thing we want is for for anybody to feel excluded. And uh, you sent us a picture of your Forerunner, uh, very nice looking truck. I commented on Facebook that I, I hope you can make it to to ATR or, or or are planning on making it to ATR. We look, look forward to to meeting you, Rich. What say you? Um. Uh, well, re- I mean, regarding, uh, you know, referring to listeners as guys, I mean, certainly we, you know, it, it's not even that we're consciously male biased. I, I just, uh, I, I think most of us, when we say guys, we just mean the entire group. But that said, not to make excuses, uh, you know, we certainly can uh, work on, uh, you know, maybe just as a northerner, maybe this is a good excuse for me to just start saying y'all, you know. There you go. That, that's all encompassing. Yeah, y'all with a New York accent, you know, just kind of comes across a little differently, but it has the same meaning, right? It means you all. So <clears throat> I see uh, a really nice 94 Land Cruiser posted by Adam Shanley. He gives us some nice feedback uh, on how he's just start, found the podcast and started listening. So cool. Hope you uh, stick with us. Hope uh, we certainly uh, appreciate you taking the time to drop us a note and post a picture. Uh, in fact, post some more pictures. We want to see some more pictures. I like pictures. I like pictures, too. They're a lot easier to read. 
they are. They don't have all those words. Um, <clears throat> Hunter Burnett also posted a really nice picture of a, a built uh, FJ40 in yellow and uh, his uh, four-legged co-pilot. That, that would be Molly. Molly needs a shout-out. Okay, Molly. Molly needs a shout-out. And, uh, oh, I spy a Toyota Trucks and Trails sticker on the side of his cooler. It, it is there. Good eye. Yeah, that's, that's kind of off in the side there. You know, I bet a lot of people would like to know how to get one of those stickers, Jason. I bet they would, too. Why don't you fill them in? They're probably tired of me filling them in. Um, Jason, how do people get a... <laughs> <laughs> nice turnaround, buddy. <laughs> you like that? That was the lateral pass. Like, no, I'm not holding this. You do hold it. <laughs> let, let, let me do this. We will get into that in just a second. If you want a, if you want a sticker, we, we will get into that in just a second. But let's... Uh, yeah, Jason's got a whole thing about the stickers that he, he reads. Let's... Uh, is that it for listener feedback so we can... Yeah, I think we've mutilated this one <laughs> pretty well this week. I think you're going to have to do some editing on some of those parts. This is what happens when you take time off. Then when you come back, i got to get used to actually having somebody to talk to again. So Did I, did I call anybody guys? I, I don't remember. I haven't been paying attention. I don't attention. know if you did either. Hopefully not. Heather, if we did, we apologize. Sorry, Heather. Every time we say guys now, Heather, we're going to call you out. Yes, absolutely. Uh, let's see. Uh, listener rides photo contest winner. We've actually had a, a few uh, few contributions to that this week. I'm, I'm glad to see. Um, keep them coming, folks. Guys, girls, ladies, <laughs> gentlemen, everybody. We don't care if your cat drives a Toyota. You know, send us a picture. Gender-neutral podcast listeners? Absolutely. (laughs) We mean no harm by that. We're just joking. Anyway. We're just kidding. Try to have a laugh. Folks, keep sending your pictures in. But for this week, Rich and I talked it over, and we have decided that Andy Andy Jordan sent in some pictures of his wife's third-gen forerunner. And that will be our winner this week. Now... Andy, I know that that is your wife's third-gen forerunner. I also know that you have a very built second-gen forerunner. So my question is, which vehicle is that sticker actually going to wind up on? Is it going to be on your wife's forerunner, you know, the one that you were proud enough to send us pictures of, or is it going to wind up on your, on your second-gen? Just just curious. Let us know. But uh, and, I, and I think, Andy, if you play your cards right here, you can get two stickers if you send in pictures of the other forerunner a good chance of that very good chance of it anything can happen here but uh andy is our winner this time so uh let's see what else do we have to get to rich um community spotlight correct that's the last last big thing yep Yep. Uh, what's our cue the community spotlight theme uh community spotlight this this week or this episode rather uh we are gonna or I'm going to, being being so rich, probably doesn't know a whole lot about them, and I do. Um, I'm going to bring up the local uh, TLCA club that I'm in. And in doing so, I encourage you guys and gals to go to I Hate Mud and go to clubhouses on I Hate Mud and kind of check out your local TLCA club. 
Um, my local club is STLCA, Southern Toyota Land Cruiser Association. Um, I know the, the name says Land Cruiser and, you know, not Toyota Mini Truck or FJ Cruiser or Forerunner or anything else, but we are an all-inclusive club. Any Toyota four-wheel drive owner uh, is, is welcome in the club. We do uh, do a few trail rides a year. It is actually my responsibility to organize trail rides, and I have been failing dramatically at that. But uh, <laughs> we uh, we have an annual New Year's ride every year where we uh, we pick a place to go and and spend a couple of days in the woods. The first day or the first weekend, pardon me, of the new year every year. That's that's an annual event and something that a a great deal of of our members, even though it's normally uh pretty chilly that time of year we we get a really good turnout for that for that ride every year uh we are also the host club for great smoky mountain trail ride that you guys have heard me talk about at different times on the show that is is my club's annual event we are are working on on kind of reformatting things and and trying to get a little bit more involved in in not just the Toyota and off-road community, but the, the community in general. And uh, we're, we are always looking for, for new members. And just like the, any of the other TLCA clubs in the country, check them out. TLCA as, as a whole is probably, I hope I'm not misspeaking here, but probably the largest Toyota organi- off-road organization in the, in the country. Would you not agree with that, Rich? Oh, absolutely. I, I think it's really important to understand what TLCA-based groups are up to. Sure. So I, I'm, you know, I, I, I'm talking specifically about STLCA, but if you're if you're not in the area, you know, if you're in Southern California or Wyoming or uh, any of the other great states in this nation, uh, I think the easiest way to uh, to check out the local clubs in your area, like I said, is to go to I Hate Mud. Uh, find clubhouses. Uh, it's a there's a, a uh, button for it right there on the home on I Hate Mud's uh, homepage, and just sort through till you find your state. And some states, I know Tennessee, we actually have three different uh, TLCA clubs here in in the the state of Tennessee. So there are plenty to pick from. Just wanted to to kind of put that out there. And, and folks, uh, mo- most of these clubs. Um, Obviously, Toyota or TLCA started out as a land cruiser kind of organization, but I think most all the the uh, clubs have opened up to to all Toyota four wheel drives. So don't don't be shy about it. Check check them out. Just uh, dig into it a little bit. If you're at all interested in being being a part of a club, I'm I'm affiliated with with several, and uh, they're all all great clubs. Um, one in South Carolina, one in Georgia. Uh, obviously the, the one that I'm in here in, in Tennessee, STLCA, uh, another, another one here in Tennessee, just several of them, uh, Georgia cruisers, um, just several different ones, but, uh, whatever area you're closest to, like I said, if you want to, want to be a part of a club and, and meet other people with similar interests and that kind of stuff, it's a definitely a great place to start. I think, uh, supporting the Toyota Land Cruiser Association for, you know, wherever, whatever region you region you're in the best way to support TLCA is to find your local chapter and support it um, I think uh, unanimously people will will always say um, the, you have to understand these these clubs um, are a big part of the Toyota community you know not just in the USA but worldwide 
and uh, part of what keeps uh, not only our sport but you know great events happening are you know, you know is the TLCA. They have their own sanctioned events, and then you know the local clubs do their thing. So it's really uh, beneficial to the community. You know, if you love the Toyota community, certainly get involved with your local TLCA chapter. Um, you know, these, these clubs throw events that have insurance and, and, and things like that. They're often very well organized. Uh, and they're, you know, usually a step up from your average, you know, just get together and go wheeling kind of thing. Um, plus, I have never had an issue trying to find parts and, and advice. Uh, the, you know, the knowledge base, uh, the real-world knowledge base is, is there with TLCA-based groups, which you, you don't always find in local clubs. So it, it certainly is, is good to uh, you know, learn about TLCA and, and, and get involved if, if you want. Um, we, we would love to see especially more of the new Forerunner and FJ Cruiser people involved because moving forward, those vehicles are, you know, sort of, sort of going to be it. That's it. That's it. I, I know our club, Southern Toyota Land Cruisers, we're, we're very open to all Toyotas, FJ Cruisers and Forerunners and mini trucks and Tacomas and open to all of them as long as it's a Toyota four-wheel drive. And like I said, I think most... Uh, most chapters are are that way, so we're not going to keep beating it to death. Just one to one to get it out there. I, I think they'd even take those Tacoma guys, right? I mean, all those guys are crazy. Oh, guys and girls. Yeah, I mean people. I mean, I mean y'all. The, the, those <laughs> <laughs> the, the Tacoma folks. Yeah, t- Tacoma um, folks. Yes, <laughs> they're a special breed. Those Tacoma folks. No, they're not. They're great people. Oh. All righty. Well, before we manage to offend the other third of our listening, listeners, um, <laughs> shall, shall we call it quits? I, I, I know Heather is out there laughing right along with us. I hope so. I hope so. Well, folks, uh, with that said, we'll we'll move into the last last part here. If you want to uh, want to get a hold of us, um, you can do so by going to our website, toyotatrucksandtrails.com, and leaving us a message. You can do it on a particular episode, or Rich set up a message. Is it a message board? Is that what you did, Rich? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's what Rich did. I'm, I don't know. Rich did it's it. a little comment thing. Okay, good deal. You uh, type stuff in the box, and you know, tell us, you know, things, and press a button. Awesome. That, that that's one way to do it. Um, <laughs> oh, this is a really loose episode. <laughs> We're really tired, folks, okay? We're both very, very tired. Jason is, you know, extremely dehydrated, I believe. Uh, He may need more beer. And, uh, yeah, I have no idea what civilization is like after what I've just been through. (laughs) All righty. Another way to get a hold of us is Facebook slash Toyota. uh, No, it's TTAT Podcast. This is horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Facebook slash TTAT podcast. You can also send us an email to Toyota Trucks and Trails at gmail.com. We are also on Instagram at Toyota Trucks and Trails podcast. Let's see. I think that covered all of that. We really encourage you guys to, uh, and gals, to 
<laughs> uh, spread the word about uh, about the show and, and tell your friends. And a really good way to do that is uh, to donate three dollars to the show or or for a sticker or fifteen dollars to the show for a for a t shirt. And when your friends ask you, you know, what's this Toyota trucks and trails thing about, then you can uh, you can go ahead and fill them in. And you know, like I said last episode, and we'll continue to say, you can go away with that happy feeling that you were helping the show out financially and by spreading the word. And we appreciate both greatly. Just yeah. hit it, hit us up on Facebook or or uh, on the website or however you want to go about it, and we will fill you in on on the details on how those transactions take place. Um, we brought it up a little bit ago, but please, when you shop on Amazon, please go to our website and click on our, on our Amazon affiliate link and shop through that link and help us out that way. Uh, it's a big help to the show. If you go and, and bookmark that link, then every time you, you know, you can avoid having to go back to our, our site every time, but it, uh, it still takes you through our link. That would be fantastic. And, a little bit easier for you rich i think i'm done droning on do you have anything else to to add <clears throat> no i think uh i think i'm ready to start uh, rehydrating after the last two weeks which i've unsuccessfully done the last couple of days and enjoy the rest of my uh sunday i might actually go clean dust out of my truck again well i wish i was able to do something with my truck but as it is <laughs> when, when we stop recording here i am going to have to pack up and head back to work because I got to head to California tonight. So uh, I wasn't trying to rub it in now. Well, it's all right, folks. Thank you for putting up with Rich and I's droning on this episode. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait! We can't forget to thank Steve. Uh, uh, thanks to our sponsor, Southeast Overland, folks. If you're looking for any uh, off-road stuff, definitely stop by Southeast Overland and speak to Steve Springs. Uh, he is the leprechaun of off-road gear and will bring you a pot of gold. You like that? That was good, right? That was good. That was good for, for ad-libbing there. Cool. He's never going to speak to me again after that. Oh, he's going to love it. <laughs> you and Steve have a special relationship that few few people understand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what that means. But we better wrap this up. I'm just going to let that float right there. <laughs> All right, folks, thanks for listening, and as always, get out and enjoy your Toyota. 